Welcome to Joy. I'm your host, Danette Crawford, and in every episode, I'm going to empower you to live a life of victory as I encourage you through real life discussions and powerful biblical teaching. No matter what storm you're facing today, remember, God has the power to turn it around. So let's jump into today's teaching. I've been doing a series entitled Victory Over Discouragement. I know that you're going to be blessed by today's word. My prayer for you is that you would be fine-tuned in your focus, that you would be distraction-proof, that you would not fall for the distractions of the enemy that lead you to a place of discouragement, ultimately on a detour that ends in your defeat, but that you would be fine-tuned in your focus, that you would produce all the fruit that God has ordained for you to produce and that you would live in victory. I know that today's word is going to bless you. Assignment, assignment, assignment. God has assignments for you. It's about to rain. The distractions have got to go. Don't fall for the enemy's distractions. You know, we need to be focused and we need to keep Jesus our first love, right? The enemy wants our attention. He wants to draw us away from what the Lord wants us doing. A distraction can be any little teeny thing. After the great victory, Elijah got distracted by words. Jezebel said that she was going to kill him. Well, I can see how that would be a little distracting and a little discouraging, right? No matter what comes our way, we've got to stay focused. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 3 through 4. It said, Elijah was afraid. Listen now. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there. While he himself went a day's journey into the desert, he came to a broom tree, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. So here was the man of God, the prophet Elijah. He had seen his greatest victory on Mount Carmel. And after his greatest victory became his greatest discouragement. So though, the way, the, though it is about to rain and the drought is over, you've got to guard yourself against a demonic assignment of distraction. Have you ever had the greatest revival that your church has ever had? And you find yourself in the greatest point of discouragement right after. Have you ever had the prophetic word prophesied over you and you're so excited and so encouraged and right afterwards comes in a spirit of discouragement to steal, kill, and destroy in your life. The prophet Elijah got distracted by the words that he heard from Jezebel. Jezebel said, because see, Elijah had killed the prophets of Baal. After his great victory, he killed the prophets of Baal, and Jezebel heard about it, and she was a little ticked. And she said, I'm going to kill you by this time tomorrow. So that was quite discouraging and quite distraction, but he fell for the distraction, and he fell for the discouragement. And what did he do? He was not only distracted, discouraged because of fear, but he ran and he fell for the detour. He ran for his life. 
Some of you are on a destructive detour and you've done the destructive detour. You've gone the road of the destructive detour because of pain in your life. Some of you, your destructive detour is alcohol or drugs or a relationship or a place that you're not supposed to be. It's so important to be at the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right thing. Some of you tonight, God wants to turn it around because your life is headed on a destructive detour. The reason that God sent me to that apartment building that night was because I gave a word of the Lord that this is going to end in death and destruction, but God wants you to know that he's got a plan for your life and he wants to turn it around. Don't fall, come on, give God praise. Don't fall for the deadly detour. The detour that Elijah was on was he was running for his life. Then he came and sat under the broom tree and talked about defeat. He said, go ahead and kill me now. Some of you, you're like, God, just go ahead and kill me now. Have you ever been there? You're not raising your hand because you're not, but you know, I know, I know, uh-huh. When you get distracted, you can get discouraged. When you get discouraged, you can get on a detour. The great man of God, Elijah, was on a detour. He ran for his life. And then after the detour came the defeat. What the enemy wanted to take him out. Go ahead and take me now. Take my life. He was in a place of great defeat. But aren't you glad that God has angels on assignment for you? God has angels on assignment for the prophet Elijah. And God had angels on assignment for that young person that night that I showed up at that apartment building. First Kings chapter 19, verse 7 and 9, it says, The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank, stretched Strengthened by the food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, where the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night, and the word of the Lord came to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? I'm telling you, as I went, the first thing I said was, what are you doing here? The word of the Lord to you is, what are you doing here? God has great things for you. The enemy is trying to get you detoured because he's trying to defeat you. He's trying to take you out. But what you need to know is you need to get back on the track. And I believe that the word of the Lord is what in the world are you doing there? What in the world are you doing with that person? What in the world are you doing over here? God didn't tell you to go over there. You know God's provision is always at his place of positioning. So God began to speak to the prophet Elijah, and he said, what in the world are you doing here? You got to get off that detour. Don't be defeated, and don't fall for it. First Kings chapter 19, verse 12 and 13. It said, after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Then Elijah heard it. He pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? You know what? What God spoke to him was not in the fire. 
It was not in the earthquake. It was not in the wind. It was in the whisper. And you know what? If you're going to hear the whisper of God, you've got to be close enough to hear it. Because when you whisper, if you're far away, you can't hear it. You've got to be up close to hear the whisper. Say, God, I want to hear your whisper. Not too long ago, I was in my prayer closet and I was praying and God spoke to me and it was just so soft and so still voice. And it was a major instruction for me to do for the ministry. And I said, God, after I did it, I realized how big it was. And I said, God, I could have easily missed that. Could you please make your voice, I don't want to miss it, God. Could you please make your voice louder to me? And God said, I don't want to make my voice louder. I want you to be quieter. And as we're quieter, we can hear the whisper of God. Amen. Have you been feeling overwhelmed and discouraged? Have you felt like quitting and giving up? You can have victory over discouragement today. Don't allow your circumstances to keep you down. God has a total turnaround just for you. You can have victory over discouragement and walk in the abundant life that God has planned for you. For a ministry gift of $35 or more, you can receive Danette's complete teaching series, Victory Over Discouragement, and her new book, The Standard Setters. With this special offer, you will learn keys to become victorious over discouragement and depression. Order today by calling the ministry office at 757-420-2625. That's 757-420-2625. Or order online from our e-store at DanetteCrawford.com. You can also write us at Danette Crawford Ministry. P.O. Box 65036, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23467. Get encouraged by ordering today. Are you close enough to the Father to hear the whisper? God was whispering. And this is what he said. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 15. The word the Lord said to him, go back the way you came. And when you get there, you need to anoint Elijah to succeed you as prophet. Some of you, God is saying, what in the world are you doing here? You better go back the way you came. When you get on a detour, God loves us so much that God will enable us to go back the way we came. Some of you, you have left a church and you need to go back the way you came. Some of you, you've left a job or you're about to leave a job or you're about to leave a marriage. And God is saying, you need to go back the way you came. Don't fall for that destructive detour because you can't afford to get out of the will of God. Amen. Amen. Will you hear the whisper of God? Will you hear the voice of God? And you know what? The prophet's days were not over. You know, he was like, God, just take me now. God says, no, no, no. You're not done yet. I want you to go back the way you came. And I want you to anoint Elisha. He's going to be your successor. Right? The word of the Lord to you is, it ain't over till it's over. And it ain't over yet, baby. It ain't over till it's over. And it's not over yet. God wants you to know that there's a fresh anointing on your life. Let me talk to you for a minute about Elijah's and Elisha's. You know, a true Elisha is one who serves, right? 
We need to all have Elishas in our lives. Elisha is one who serves and one who gave it all. And then Elijah set himself up to receive the double portion. Elijah's aren't there to take. They're to serve, right? Elijah's in our life are there to serve and to assist, not to take and not to make. Not to make a platform for themselves. Do you hear what I'm saying? Not to make a platform. Elijah was not there to try to get a platform from the man of God for his own ministry. He was there to serve. He was there to assist. And he was there to encourage the prophet. That's what a true Elisha is. One who assists and one who serves and one who encourages. Now, a true Elijah is one who loves to mentor and one that will mentor and one that will train and one that will equip and not one that will pour into. You know, I have Elishas in my life and I'm Elijah, but then I also, I'm Elisha to certain people that I respect in the ministry. Well, I still serve and I still honor and I still give. Amen. We need to pray for true Elishas in our life. Now, I want to just wrap it up by saying this, that the enemy has a destructive detour for our life. He wants us to go from distractions to discouragements to detours to defeat. But Father has a divine steps to victory for our life. And those steps are focus, favor, fight and fruit. I would encourage you to write it down. Nehemiah was a man of great focus. You know what? You're never going to be successful if you don't know how to focus. But Nehemiah was a man of great focus and God had ordained him to do a great rebuilding in the lives of people that were hurt and devastated. You are our present day Nehemiahs and God has lives for you to touch and lives for you to rebuild that nobody else can rebuild. And you've got to learn not to fall for the destructive detours of the enemy or the distractions. And you've got to learn how to build. Say, Lord, help me build. Amen. Nehemiah was extremely focused. And in the midst of his focus, he had focus and he had favor. If you really stay focused, God will make sure that you have the favor. And when you have the favor of God, you can't help but have the favor of man. People will give you favor that they don't even like you. They don't even know why they like you, but they're doing something. They're like, I don't even want to do this, but I'm doing it. It's a favor of God. Focus, favor, fight, and fruit. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 3 through 4. It says, they said to me, those who survived the exiles are back in the providence, and there are great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and I wept. For some days I mourned, and I fasted, and I prayed before God of heaven. This was Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a governor. He was a governor, but he found out that there were people in need. It hurt him. He felt for the people. And what did he want to do? He wanted to go meet the needs of the people. You know what? That's what ministry is, is meeting the needs of the people. So he was focused. You know how you focus? You focus by fasting and prayer. When you fast and pray, you can be focused and hear the voice of God. That's the first thing he did. He saw the need and he began to fast and pray and get a word from God. He was fully focused. And then Nehemiah had exceptional favor. He went before the king. And the king came, he came before the king. And the king says, man, something's up with you. Why, why are you so disturbed? Why are you so sad? 
He goes, I know this isn't a physical thing. This is an emotional thing. And Nehemiah said, I have a heart to go help these people rebuild. And the king says, what can I do for you? That was favor. He said, what can I do for you? He said, would you give me some letters so I can go and, and raise the support that I need? And I need, the, I need beams. I need timber. I need timber so I can build and I can rebuild the walls. So what the king did is the king answered his prayer. He had favor with the king. You've got favor with the king tonight to do any of the rebuilding that God has called you to do. Don't say you don't have the resources. You got more than enough. Nehemiah got things that he didn't even ask for. They sent him out with a private escort, a private police escort. He gave him everything he asked and more. He gave him private cavalry to go with him. He went out and he began doing it. He was focused and he had favor and he knew how to fight. Now let me tell you about the fight. Some of you, you're wearing yourself out because you're trying to fight in your own strength. The battle's not yours, the battle's the Lord's. And the enemy was really ticked off that Nehemiah had came to promote the welfare of the people. Whenever you're there to promote the welfare of the people, the enemy don't like it. But what you've got to make sure is that you're not promoting the warfare of the people. Do you know that you can be the source of somebody else's warfare? As you're talking, as you're doing, you can be their warfare. We've got to get together on this thing. The body of Christ has got to work together. Don't be a part of their warfare. You've got to be a part of the welfare to build up. And though the enemy was so disturbed, the reason that he was disturbed is because Nehemiah came there to rebuild the walls. But Nehemiah knew how to fight. He said, I'm going to stay in prayer. I'm going to keep praying, and we're going to fight with one hand. And he gave people assignment. That's our intercessors. Our intercessors are on assignment to fight. But when the enemy got so desperate because the enemy found out that he could not stop the man of God, Nehemiah. You got to read it. He couldn't defeat him. He couldn't discourage him. Then he got really desperate, and he sent a message, and he said, come on, I want you to meet me down at the place of, oh, no. Oh, no, they're going forward. Oh, no, they're still producing fruit. Oh, no, they didn't fall for the detour. Oh, no, they're not distracted or discouraged. Nehemiah just kept on doing the work. I want to encourage you tonight to just keep on doing the work. Nehemiah was focused. Nehemiah had favor. Nehemiah knew how to fight. You know what? You got to know how to fight. That's your fights in the spirit. You got to know how to fight. You got to stand up and fight, and you got to know that everything's going to be all right. And then you got to learn how to release it. A great part of fighting is knowing when to give it to the Lord because the battle's not yours. You pray and you fast and you intercede and then you give them to the Lord. You give your children to the Lord. You give the business deal to the Lord. You give your family members to the Lord. You cast all your cares. Why? Because the fight is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. And then you'll have fruit. And there's nothing more fulfilling than seeing fruit. 
When you're doing the right thing at the right place at the right time, you'll have fruit. These walls that laid in ruins for nearly a century and a half, Nehemiah did it in record time. Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 15 through 16, it said, So the wall was completed on the 25th of Elug. In 52 days, when all our enemies heard about this and all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had, be, had been done with the help of our God. He was victorious. He was fruitful because he was focused. He had favor. He knew how to fight. And Nehemiah produced fruit that was life-changing for everybody around him. Can you give God praise tonight? Thank you for listening to Joy with Danette Crawford today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. You can learn more at www.DanetteCrawford.com. Every day, we're making a difference in the lives of at-risk youth and single moms through over 23 community outreach programs. Will you give your best gift today and help us bring hope to the hurting? To find out more or to give a gift, go online to www dot Danette Crawford dot com.